You're listening to the Just Means Less ACC podcast with your hosts, Micah and Nick. We are in the, I won't say the exact hotel in case some of you try to decide to come stalk us, but we're in Council Bluffs, Iowa. Nick and I are doing our first podcast together in person. Um, Yeah, I mean, Nick, I obviously know how you're doing. For those of you that don't know, Nick is shirtless right now and very white in the front and has a nice little tank top tan or burn or both, I guess. So, but Nick, just so the listeners can hear from you, how are you doing? I'm so burnt right now. (laughs) I'm great. Last night, this whole week has been unbelievable. Um, Obviously, you've been here, this is your third time in the College World Series. This is my first time here. Um, It's been unreal what we've seen. Every single game has been so close. Every fan base has been great. Um, I even asked you, like, I think a couple days ago, have you ever seen, like, this amount of fans at the College World Series? Like, this has got to be the most loaded fan bases we've ever seen in terms of passion, in terms of numbers, everything. I think it's been off the charts, so much fun. I mean, we had a hell of a night last night. Uh, It's... June twentieth. Today's what Tuesday. Yep, yeah, Tuesday. today's Tuesday. So I've been here since Thursday, catching all the games, uh, and we still have a lot more to go. But this has been so much fun. Oh my god, every game has just been great. Yeah, there really hasn't been a bad game to date. LSU Tennessee by far was the worst one, and even then we had a three run ball game. Um, you know, yesterday was insane. Unfortunately, all the Virginia games were insane for the wrong reasons. Um, I mean, that's, I think what we're going to do for this podcast is we're obviously going to break down the ACC games. Uh, we're going to be leaving shortly. So this will be a shorter pod. Uh, we got some club seats for the Oral Roberts in Florida or Oral Roberts TCU game, excuse me, um, should be Oral Roberts in Virginia, but I digress. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sad at all, Nick. I'm not, not, not at all still feeling that one, but <laughs> you know, this has just been insane. I mean, you were at the Oral Roberts TCU first game, which is nuts. I of course didn't get there until Virginia, Florida, the next night, which or that night, same night, but later that night, which was also nuts. Yeah. Unfortunately, I didn't get to enjoy it as much as everyone else did because, as Nick saw, I was having anxiety attacks, and unfortunately, I kind of called it. <laughs> yeah. So, but let's just kind of get right into it, I guess. I mean, right now at this current moment. There's been two teams eliminated. That's it. Two more get eliminated today. LSU Tennessee is tonight. Oral Roberts TCU is again in a couple hours, or actually in an hour. Um, you know, Virginia has been eliminated. They were the first one done. Stanford was eliminated. I personally think Nick that Virginia was more impressive in Omaha than Stanford. Yeah. Um, again, that could be my bias showing, but I mean Stanford. Yes, they. Everyone goes well. They played Wake very well, and I agree with that. But I, I mean, what happened yesterday at Tennessee, I think was. Like, I don't think Virginia would have blown a 4 nothing lead. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, Virginia, from their standpoint, like, you you tweeted it out. We've talked about it. Like, their best players went 0 for 13. They just weren't there. Jake Geloff and Kyle Teal didn't show up. So, I mean, what was your reaction to Virginia's, you know, I mean, obviously we predicted them to not be the last one <laughs> or first one eliminated, so... I mean, from a non-Virginia standpoint, what were your thoughts on what you saw from Virginia, you know, Friday night and Saturday night? Or Sunday night, excuse me. Sunday afternoon. 
Yeah, in a way, it was disappointing for sure. I mean, I would have liked to, I think everyone would have loved to see Virginia keep going and, you know, be in the championship game. I think a lot of people would love that. Um, but it's like nothing to get, be ashamed of at all. Like, both games were really close. Um, the pitching just wasn't there in the first game in terms of the bullpen giving up those runs. And we Virginia also got an insurance run in the bottom of the eighth which was tough, or I'm sorry, in the top of the ninth, which was tough, you know, the going up five to three, you feel like you have a pretty good cushion. I know you were questioning the uh, the pitching change or whoever they had up there uh, towards the end of the game. And then the second game, the bats were just so cold. I couldn't believe it. And, you know, if one of those guys, your studs, Kyle Teal, it's, they, they were kind of the difference. Uh, it sucks that both those guys went 0 for 13. Um, and I think if you get get at least a quarter of those hits, you know, it maybe go 4 for 13 or 5 for 13. We're talking about completely different games. We're talking about Virginia possibly, you know, 2-0. and 0. I mean, that's the difference right now. Um, I put out a tweet yesterday saying that Virginia has been the most consistent ACC baseball school in the last 10 years, and it's true. And if people want to bring up Clemson or Florida State, I think you're wrong. Um, the ACC only has two national champions in college baseball. It's Virginia and Wake Forest in 1955. Um, Virginia has been to the College World Series uh, more times than not in the last few years, Super Regionals. Clemson hasn't been to the College World Series since 2010. Florida State had a down year this year, and they don't have a national championship. So it's nothing to get your head down about, you know, but I think in terms of these games, it was a little disappointing. Yeah. I'm looking at the box score right now from that Virginia-Florida game, and the only two Virginia Cavaliers that didn't get hits were Kyle Teal and Jake Galloff. That's just... That's just not going to win in Omaha. I mean, Florida, I mean, Nick, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. There's still a lot of college baseball left to be played, and it feels like it should be over by now with how many games we've watched. But, I mean, it feels like we're setting up for Florida and Wake. Yeah. I mean, Florida has looked phenomenal. They looked great against Oral Roberts in that 1-0 game. But, you know, again, I think we've seen it. It's kind of a storyline in the ACC right now. From the standpoint of some of the best hitters for the two teams here have been quiet. I mean, Nick Kurtz, we'll get to Wake in a minute. I mean, he hasn't played bad by any means, but he's not been Nick Kurtz. And that's mm-hmm. just plain and simple. You know, Brock has been Brock for the most part. But again, it's hard to do what they've been doing all yeah. year when every single time they put the ball in play, it's a home run or a base hit. Obviously, it's not going to happen in Omaha. But I will say, like, you know, Nick Kurtz has been a little quiet too, so it's been strange to kind of see a three of the four, what I would say, what top dog hitters of the two teams, like the top two on each team, have been yeah. kind of quiet. Like you know, for example, Virginia's been lying on Ethan Anderson, where you know Wake's really got a lot from Danny Corona recently. Mm-hmm. So it's been strange to see that. I mean, I'm looking at this box score and I get so angry because I remember the moment you talked about it, Nick. You know, Nick Parker went six innings. He actually had the win in hand going in because they scored, scored fourth in the seventh. So technically mm-hmm. had not been pulled yet. They go to Evan Blanca, who I think is a phenomenal arm of the ball, but his ERA is under under three. 
mean, he's got 2.38 to be exact. And he strikes out a guy, or excuse me, he gets a fly out, excuse me, and then walks a guy. And they pull him for Jack O'Connor. Jack O'Connor was our kind of fill-in Sunday guy when Nick Parker was hurt, but he's been our midweek guy for the most part. And he goes a third of an inning and gives up a hit, and that is literally it. Like, we let pitcher we we took out two very reliable arms mm-hmm. for four batters. Like I understand it's first and second with two down, and you don't want to give up, but it was a four to one ball game. Yeah. There was no reason to give that up. And, you know, Jake Barry ends up taking the loss here. Because obviously Blanco's guy scores when Jake Barry gives up a single or a double or something like that in that inning. And then obviously he gives up. He was just out of gas. I mean, he, I know I understand he only threw 46 pitches, but he's a reliever. And he threw pretty much every regional and super regional. And he was the guy, you know, they throw Jay Wolfolk out there to be the sacrificial lamb to get a fly out. I talked about it. We talked about it when they played TCU. You know, I'm like, that's what he does. He, he gives, like, he's not a, I mean, he's a strikeout guy to a point, but like, He's going to give up long flyouts. That's just plain and simple. Yeah, yeah. Like that Florida Virginia game, in my opinion, Nick, looking back on it now from a baseball fan standpoint, I think may have been the best game of the College World Series so far. Maybe TCU or Roberts. I mean, we've had so many good ones. There's a, there's know, a great it's hard debate. To pick. Yeah. But I think that Virginia Florida game was so electric just because of, again, Virginia getting that insurance. Like it was kind of a lot more back and forth than a lot of these. Like Oral Roberts TCU is probably the closest one, too. Not saying that Wake and LSU wasn't back and forth yesterday, but. It was 2 nothing, 2-2, 3-2. Yeah. Like, it wasn't anything insane. But for that game to end on a walk-off sacrifice fly is just unfair. Yeah. <laughs> like, as a Virginia fan, that's just the worst way to lose that game. Um, But I just – I again, I'm not going to – as a Virginia fan, I will never call for Brian O'Connor's head. He's a hell of a manager. He knows ball more than I do. I'm just a guy that likes to watch baseball. But, I mean, it did feel like that was a, a mismanagement from a standpoint of I just – you know, it's kind of worked all year, so maybe you stick with what you know, but I just don't like, you know, you use so many guys like that. It's just, yeah, it's just tough to to see. But, I mean, that's kind of all I got in Virginia. I mean, they had a hell of a season. I think, Nick, will probably, when we get back from Omaha, do a full ACC recap of everything that's happened, kind of just rate the seasons, give grades maybe for all the teams, because obviously yeah. we did preview early, so we won't spend too much time on it, but... Tough way to go for Virginia. Um, I mean, they're in a loaded field, and I mean, I, I will die on this hill. I think this side of the bracket was the best side of the bracket. I understand LSU exists and Wake, but like, I really do think it's LSU, Wake, and everybody else in that pool. Yeah. Where the Virginia Florida pool, I mean, Florida is the top dog. They're the second best team in the country. They're the only team, in my opinion, that I think can actually beat Wake Forest two times in a three game set. And. Then you've got the hottest team in the country who hadn't lost a game until literally the day before they play, or two days before they play Virginia. Yeah. And, and TCU, and then Oral Roberts, of course. Like, every team in this regional had uh, 40 plus wins, and everyone had 50 except for TCU, who, by the way, again, hadn't lost since like May 16th until, you know. And that loss for them was, you know, another yeah. mismanagement by yeah. the managers, yeah. or I mean, I'm sorry, the coaches, mm. uh, pulling that pitcher out, or not, or keeping that pitcher in. Uh, I was sitting with my cousin who goes to TCU. He's like, I like this guy, he, but he's very inconsistent. I don't know why we're not pulling him. Yeah. So there's a world where TCU is 2-0. They're playing yeah. uh, 
with their hair on fire right now, and they're still the hot. Even though they lost, they're still the hottest team going right now. Yeah, and I think opinion. Virginia would have beaten Oral Roberts, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, that's I not agree an insult. To, that's not an insult to Oral Roberts. I just think Virginia matched up well with them. Yeah, and I also think that like not that Virginia was intimidated by TCU, but like you know, Virginia just has this weird like. Oh, they're from a small school conference? Let me spank you real quick. Yeah. So, frustrating. I mean, the bats just didn't, weren't there. Um, you know what's insane, Nick? We're going to transition this perfectly over to Wake, because obviously we got to talk to them, too. Did you know that Virginia had as many hits as Wake did yesterday in the TCU game? Both guys had, both teams yeah. had five. Yeah. One team lost, the other team won. That's just baseball, isn't that, it? Yeah, I know. And the best part is, is TCU doubled up Virginia in hits. They had 12 compared to five and still only won by a run. Yeah. So crazy how that all worked out. You know, when we talk Wake, I mean, <laughs> what a ride this has been to so far. And it, thankfully, we have to extend our stay now at least one more day, the yeah. bare minimum, which is nice. Um, I mean... This team is just having fun. I mean, there's just no. I mean, I don't want to divulge too much, but if you were if you were in Omaha and went to Rocco's last night, you might see some people you saw on TV last night. So yeah, you know they they are having fun within reason. They're getting after it, still following all the protocols of curfews. But you know they were so appreciative. They're just dialed, man. They were like that team never gets rattled. They're, they they could be down 12 nothing, and I think that they still legitimately and honestly feel like they have a chance to win. Yeah. It's it's insane. So, Nick, well, I mean, floor is yours. Uh, it's just wild. Like, this is not the same Wake Forest team we've seen all year. They're not hitting – I mean, Brock has a homer, but they're not hitting the bombs. They're not getting the clutch hits. But the pitching has been great. And people want to say, like, Rhett had, didn't have a great day and Josh didn't have a great day. But you, I think people are saying that because the bats have been so quiet. Like, Rhett gives up two runs and they're still down. Josh gives up two runs and they're still down. But if, you know, Wake's bats were, you know, half as good as they were all season, we're not saying that Rhett and Josh struggled. And they, are, they aren't. I think people are getting blinded by that. Rhett pitched well. Josh pitched well. Even what, what I think Josh did was even more impressive. Just getting out of those jams. He never, after the air by Ciceri in left field, he kept it calm, cool, and collective and got out of the inning. And he was lights out ever since. Um, this team just finds a way to win. And when the bats aren't going for them, it's like impossible to lose because... They have the bullpen too. I mean, Cole Rowland, our psychopath, he is just on fire lately. I don't know what has gotten into him, but ever since I want to say the last series of against Virginia Tech, or maybe it was Florida State, he's just been lights out. He was lights out in the regionals and the supers. Um, Cam always on his shit. I mean, he's been awesome. Michael Massey, awesome. Like they. They don't have an angle in which they can lose so far. Now, I could be wrong. We still got a game to go for them until they make the finals. But they just don't know how to lose. And, yeah, I don't know what else to say. I know the bats are quiet. JJ's been quiet. Nick has been quiet. But guys like Danny, guys like Bennett, and Brock has been, you know, doing well too. They've been, And Pierce. I mean, Pierce got on base three times yesterday. They've been just great. 
So whenever one guy is quiet, the other guy steps up, and that's what makes this team really dangerous. Yeah. I mean, what's amazing, too, is everyone – I mean, even I was, you know – I'm going to be the first one to admit I've been a Josh Hartle doubter and not in the stands of, like, I don't think he's a good pitcher. I just, you know, similar to how I felt for the longest time about Connolly early. Like, I, I just feel like they're, they're, they're due for a bad game eventually. And again, everyone's due for a bad game eventually. But like, for some odd reason, those two individuals, one from Wake, one from Virginia, always gave me like just nervous heart attack. Like, like, you know, when the, when the, when things were going south where Adam, you know, obviously misplayed the ball, you know, I'm, it wasn't ruled an error. It probably is an error, but at the same time, like, I don't necessarily fault Adam. I mean, that son's brutal, and that ball was, I mean, tattooed out to him. I mean, we kept seeing him, like, yeah. take off his hat. And the kid from LSU was yeah. doing something similar. Yeah. I mean, again, like, Wake Forest has never been here before. This is just a different animal for them. Like, you know, again, that's not an insult or an excuse, but, like, those mistakes are going to happen. And, I mean, in defense of Josh, I mean, and in defense of both pitchers, the umpire zone was just awful. awful. I mean, I it mean, was both ways, too, yeah, to like, be honest. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Down the stretch when Wake needed some help, like during that rally where they tied it 2-2 where they loaded the bases on watch, yeah. I think Wake got the benefit of the doubt on some calls that probably shouldn't have. I mean, yeah. it was – this is – you know, obviously I tweeted early in the game when I was like, wow, LSU's getting every call. I mean – if I would, I mean, I'm not gonna take them to delete the tweet, but like, I mean, if you ask me to just say how I feel now, I'd say, well, <laughs> it was just bad. Yeah, like halfway was, through it, switched to like yeah, the calls going for way. It was, it was very bad. But you know, I gotta tip my hat, dude. I, I, we chirped. I especially chirped LSU. You know, like, oh, this team's just getting the hype because they're the hype. I was quick. I was. I kept them number one longer than you did, obviously, in our fifth quarter polls and whatnot. That team is fucking good. Yeah, I mean, there's good. not a part of that lineup, you know, from Gavin Dugas to, you know, I mean, Trey Morgan to Tommy White to, I mean, we could go down the whole lineup and every single one of those guys can hit. Yeah. And then, you know, Ty Floyd, I mean, obviously he's not Paul Skeens, but I mean, in my opinion, he not outpitched Josh Hartle, but he didn't hurt his team. I yeah. mean, he pitched phenomenally. He literally just struggled down the stretch there. I mean, and again, similar to what happened to Josh, like he just didn't have that full command. And he was, even if he wasn't, even if it was just hitting the corner or just missing, like the umpire didn't give him the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened to Josh, you know, where Josh's pitch count got worked up so high. And, you know, what's crazy is when obviously we talked to an LSU fan, and I thought I recognized, I thought I knew that, but I wasn't sure when we were walking. I'm sure Nick, you probably overheard me talking to that LSU guy. But Thatcher Hurd is their number three guy. Yeah. And that's the guy who came out of the pen and threw four innings of baseball, and he pitched very, very well. And I remember seeing someone say, oh, well, he's the reason they lost. Why? Came with the bases loaded and only gave up two runs. Yeah. I mean, I know one reached on a single, but. I mean, the other was a double play. He literally had three routine uh, ground balls and that all three batters he faced. Right. Like, you can't ask for much more from someone coming in that situation, especially when you're not used to being a reliever like that. And then, you know, again, yeah, he, he lost it in the eighth, but that was just good baseball. Mm -hmm. I mean, Danny Corona, he threw two right by Danny, and Danny made the adjustment. Yeah. Drive, pokes one and down the line, just to, you know, get the second. And, you know, Bennett just... I mean, gosh, damn. I Some Bill Magic, dude. Dude, Bennett, like, to have the balls 
to call your coach over knowing that you just need to breathe. Yeah. Like you just need to like not forget about baseball, but just forget about like the situation because it yeah. is just baseball. Like, you know, they're, th- these guys are going to remember this for the rest of their lives, but it's not what's going to define them for the rest of their lives. And I'm sure Bennett probably was feeling the weight. I mean, think about it. We were all freaking the hell out in the crowd. Yeah. I'm sure he could feel it. And I'm sure LSU fans were living rent-free in his head because they were all raucous as hell behind home plate and whatnot. I mean, Libby Dunn's in attendance, for goodness sakes. I mean, I know Bennett's got a girlfriend, right? I, I think, think so. I but even know. if he doesn't, I mean, still Libby Dunn. I'd be nervous, too, if she was watching me in a pressure yeah. situation. But, you know, it was just, I mean, unreal performance from that point. And we saw it against Stanford, like, yeah, I made the joke to you yesterday when we were in the crowd. I was like, all right, who do we got to pay for a weather delay? Because, like, I mean, and I agree. I'm not going to say who we talked to because I don't think it's fair to give him this, you know, without asking for his permission first. But we talked to somebody that covers Wake baseball, and I think we had the same idea. Wake's not winning that game without the weather delay. Yeah. And I'm not trying to insult these boys, but they were asleep. Yeah. They were tight. They I were, mean, they, we even, we even they, said it. Like, they weren't, they weren't the Wake Forest Demon Deacons that we've seen all year. Yeah. To start, to right. start. I mean, but that's the crazy part. They weren't them, and they were still within a one-run game. Yeah, that's, to a, that was nuts. Like, to a national-seeded Stanford Cardinal team who's been there before. Granted, hasn't really won. Like any of the guys that have been there hadn't won there. Yeah, but like they've been there. They yeah. know what it takes. They they've seen the mistakes that hurt you in the end, and these guys battled and battled and battled. And you know, Rhett, in my opinion, didn't have his best stuff, but was still better than. 90% of the pitchers here. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to get, again, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, Nick, but I, I don't see how LSU or Tennessee can beat this team twice. And I think that, I mean, again, I'm not going to predict who's going to win the national title because there's still so much to fall on the other side. But, you know, just from the standpoint of getting out of this bracket side. Yeah. I, I just, I mean, I'm looking at Tennessee's game cast right now. Obviously, they're playing the night. Hopefully, Nick and I will be in attendance for it. That's kind of the plan for now is to go watch Tennessee LSU. But, I mean, Tennessee's arm-wise is not not sitting super great. I mean, Chase Burns literally goes six innings. That was your – I thought that was going to be the guy they would potentially throw in this elimination situation or maybe even against, like, Wake tomorrow. Um but because he was a starter, a converted starter to reliever, but he had to throw 73 pitches. He shoved in his six innings because Chase Dolander struggled. I mean, that's the only thing that, that was beneficial about them winning, of course, is that Dolander struggled, but they pulled the, the, the hook so quickly. Yeah. He only threw 58 pitches. So he could pitch on short rest, but you can't tell me that he's not, you know, living a little, you know, bobbled after Stanford hits him around. I mean... No defense, Stanford, but you're not the Wake Forest lineup. Right. So, you know, you're looking at that. I mean, I don't think Stanford's announced their starter today, but obviously someone's going to have to throw today. So someone's going to get burned. They're going to be in their depth, you know, from that standpoint. When they played LSU, you know, thankfully for LSU, it was pretty much a Paul Skeens day. But again, they've thrown their three starters, and their bullpen has been good, but their bullpen's at their best as good as Wake. Yeah. And when Wake still got guys like Sean and Seth who can still throw, I think you use both. And I mean, I'm not even going to lie, like, Reed is sitting there pretty. Yeah. I don't hate the idea of maybe throwing Reed tomorrow. Yeah. I don't I don't know if you should, 
but I don't hate it. Yeah. You give them the first two, three innings, and you say, hey, man, if you can go deep, it's yours. If you can't, like, I just don't know if you want to give LSU or Tennessee the momentum, but that's up to them, to be honest. Obviously, that's not what we're paid for. But uh, guess how many pitchers Tennessee used in that LSU game, Nick? Six. Am I doing this math right? Yeah, seven. Seven. So Alex Lindsay goes three and two-thirds. Combs, like, again, a lot of these are small pitch counts. Like, Connell only threw three pitches. Literally, it was kind of dope. He just threw three straight strikes and just said, I'm done. <laughs> Russell threw three. Fanning threw 11. Sewell threw 23. Halverson threw 31. That was their longest relief appearance. Combs threw five. So everyone's got some pitches in them, but everyone's also seen time. Yeah. Where, you know, Wake's still got guys lined up to use. And that's the craziest thing about this. But it, it, What's interesting about this whole World Series is watching how these teams manage their pitching staff and bullpens. We've seen a lot of mistakes uh, from these, you know, changes and keeping guys in too long, all of that. That's the game you have to play. And it's very interesting to watch. I think it's one of the more entertaining things to see is it's a test too. Like how deep are you guys? How far can you go? Like it's really stressing out all the bullpens, all the pitching staffs. And it seems like right now, Wake is winning that matchup, winning that chess game against everybody else at the moment. Yeah, they they absolutely are, and you know, again, this team. We're gonna give a shout out to Adam Ciceri. I mean, I I noticed it yesterday. I mean, obviously, he's had a tough couple games. I mean, let's just be honest here. I mean, we're not here to to lie, but he's one hell of a teammate. I yeah. mean, he was just as invested. I mean, if not more invested than some of the guys in the dugout. Yeah. On top, banging, turning around, doing, you know, getting the crowd into the game. Like, I mean, I, that's not an insult to Adam. I mean, we saw it at the bar last night. We've seen it this morning. Oh, I, I have on TV. Like, yeah. That play is getting shown over and over and over again. And we've seen LSU fans. They're ruthless. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure they're in his DMs. I'm sure they're on his Twitter. I'm sure any any app that Adam Ciceri has, I'm sure an LSU fan has found it. Yeah. And. That kid doesn't care. He's no. going to come back to the field tomorrow, line up or not, and he'll be ready. Yeah. If his number gets called for a pinch hit for any reason, if Lucas is the starter, he'll be ready. Yeah. And that's what's crazy is this team will be ready. No matter – like, again, Reed will be ready if he gets the chance to throw. You know, obviously, you know, think about it. Camden's been ready. Yeah, he's called Camden. We've been hanging out with the Manassee family too much, so it's called Camden. <laughs> but Cam will be ready. You know, Cole is ready. Yeah. I mean – Heck, I mean, you and I were pissed that they were pulling them. We were, we were a little little suspect. I know. And, and, I and, and what is what is what does Michael Massey do? Shut up, Micah. You're an idiot. Let me throw. Yeah. And he shoves. I mean, I really want to. See, I mean, I love Michael, but I really wanted to see Cole get the last out and just have yeah. the whole crowd and everyone on TV watch how much of a oh my god, yeah. psycho he is. But I mean, all these guys when their number has been called. I mean, again, we need we need a base hit from Bennett. They get a base hit from Bennett. Yeah. They need someone to get on base. Danny gets on base with a double. They need somebody to, you know, put the ball in play. I mean, everyone was pissed at JJ for grounding into a double play. He drove in a run. Yeah. He had the freaking ball game. 
know, at the end of the day, like, yeah, it would have been nice if we poked one through the hole. Yeah. But guess what? He made solid contact. He made the second baseman make the decision that I got to just take the two. Yeah. Like, there was there was never a doubt in that second baseman or shortstop, whoever was playing there, but obviously stepping on second's mind, that I got to go two. Yeah. Because it was, it was a well-hit ball. There was going to be no play at the plate. Mm-hmm. You know, Brock, when he needed to make a defensive play, and Bennett needs to make a defensive play. Yeah. They may, I mean, that play was, was just unreal. Oh, my God. You know, it, that, I think, was the difference maker. Yeah, I mean, they Pierce, were still kind of Pierce down. was out and right, correct? Was Pierce out and right? Yeah. Yeah, Pierce out and right, that hard hit ball. We the, thought it was like yeah, going to be through the gap. And he, there, no yeah. problem. You know, Tommy made some really good plays. I mean, yeah, he had that blunder. That I think the run would have still scored anyways, to be honest. Even if yeah. he doesn't kick it, maybe Tommy White doesn't get the second. But I, think I mean, his best play was, you know, yeah, destroying Tommy. that beach ball. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, again, and these guys, like, blessing and a curse. We wanted to kill them when they were taking so many strikes. Yeah. You know, when they needed to, they, you know, they were patient. They never were, you know, Tommy yeah. gets on with the walk and Pierce gets, I mean, again, you mentioned it. Pierce got on three times yesterday, like. You know, no one's going to talk about it because he never really had a big play in the game. But he never, like, he was that cog that, like, was constantly going. Yeah. And it's not like, <laughs> it's like your air conditioning in your car. You don't really think about it until it goes out. And when yeah. it goes out, it's a big problem. Yeah. You want to you wanna cry. It gave, it gave the crowd, every time Pierce gone, it gave the crowd yeah. some hope. Like, okay, now we're, now we're rolling, and, now we're rolling. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, obviously he got on in that situation that, you know, got the rally started to tie the game. So, at the end of the day, those guys are battling. But, I mean, that's all I've got, Nick. We've got, at minimum, two more Wake Forest baseball games. Yeah. Hopefully we only get three more. And by three more, I mean one, two, three dubs. But, yeah. We'll see. No matter what, it's going to be a fun ride. And I mean, we don't really like some of the LSU fans that have been nothing but mucks. But for the most part, man, that was a great fan base. That was really, really fun. And I mean, every team we've seen in Omaha has been phenomenal. Like, I'm so yeah. amped. Like, I, much as I don't want to wrap this up and like, hurry people off, but I want to get in my car. We're 30 minutes till first pitch of Oral Roberts CCU. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. I mean, we'll not have seen all eight teams, which is cool. Yeah. But. I mean, you've, I guess you've already seen all eight, so <laughs> show off. But, you know, I'm excited to see it. And, I mean, dude, this is – I mean, I'm looking at a koozie lying on the ground right now that I must have dropped that says the greatest show on dirt. This has been one of the greatest shows this, in general, let alone this definitely the, the greatest show I've on ever dirt. seen. This yeah. has just been – I mean, I went last year. And, I mean, it was cool from the atmospheric standpoint of all the SEC schools there, but it was just the SEC tournament. Yeah. This year's been so much better because, again, we don't need to dwell on the, the tweet that I had about Wake and Virginia. But, you know, it's been great because we've had, a, you know, you know, Wake Forest fans who are, you know, again, there's not 20,000 of them here or 10,000 of them here. But all 5,000, 6,000, whatever the number might be that is here is is dialed in from the first pitch to the last pitch. Yeah. Which has been amazing. I mean, they yeah. were more dialed. We were all more dialed in than the LSU fans. Yeah. LSU obviously traveled really, really well. Tennessee traveled really, really well. Florida traveled really, really well. Hell, I mean, in terms of pure numbers, I think TCU may have traveled as well as Wake. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of frogs here. I, mean, I don't know how. We'll see how it is today with it being Monday or Tuesday, I guess, like a non-holiday day because yesterday obviously was Juneteenth. But... I'm going to be intrigued to see that, but 
I mean, and obviously the community has rallied around Oral Roberts. Like anyone that doesn't have a dog in the fights, obviously yeah. on the ORU train. So, I mean, honestly, I hate to say it, the two teams that have been eliminated have probably been the two worst fan bases. I mean, yeah, I, agree. I mean, I'll insult my Virginia Cavaliers. I mean, Nick, it, there were what? I mean, obviously we were sitting in the overflow, not in the parent section. But I don't think it's fair to count parents in part as a part of the crowd, ravenous crowd because like. Mm-hmm they're going to be there in Ravenous no matter what because their kid's there. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, you know, from the standpoint of, like, you know, what, there are 50 other Virginia fans around us, and we were into it. But did you ever notice any UVA chance? Did you ever yeah. notice any crazy hype? And we were into it. We got the lead, but nothing like what we've seen from Wake or TCU or Oral Roberts mm-hmm. or LSU or Tennessee or Florida. Like, you know, and Stanford, you know, no respect to Stanford, but. Nah, not there not there it's not there so thank you everybody for listening for those of you that still hate me i'm not sorry but i'm sorry uh but anyways we appreciate all of you so much let me give a quick shout out real quick to uh obviously all the parents have been great to mike and i personally i mean hanging out with them last night uh quick shout out to the manassee family i mean mike carly you guys have been great to us cam's uncle been great to us um he actually cam's uncle actually stayed down the hall from us which was really funny um but no seriously keeping us in constant contact with you trying to get us tickets i mean just great shout out to the moscalo family reed uh getting us tickets i mean the wake parents have been great to us too so uh shout out to all of you guys if you're listening the kurtz family you guys are the boys um yeah it's been great so I wouldn't want to do this with any other fan base right now. Yeah, and anybody that's awesome. listening too that we've met, we've met some people. I mean, I think some of the coolest things are people are like, oh, you're you're Micah. Yeah, I'm just Micah. Like, I'm not that big of a deal. So it's been really cool to see, like, people that, like, not even parents. Like, you know, we had some people yesterday at Rocco's. Yeah. Like, oh, shit, you're, like, fifth quarter just means less. Like, yeah. That, that was or, really cool. Or, or as we are now known, the fifth quarter Wake Forest stand account. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it has been really, really cool to see all that. We've enjoyed, you know, all the entertainment. Uh, Wake Forest alumni, I doubt you're listening, but if you are, I still love you, no matter what. <laughs> um, you know, we can get over this together, babe. But anyways, we appreciate this. We really do. And uh, Nick, it's time to go uh, watch some college baseball. And uh, I get to show Nick the club level, guys. And uh, I'll have to show him the picture when we're driving. Maybe I'll tweet it out when I get it today. But there's a helmet nacho that's like the size of my head that I'm very excited to eat. So, as always, go ACC.